0: and welcome to our weekly ICT4D conference podcast. My name is Sonia Ritzel from CRS, and I'm interviewing experts for you to talk about digital development trends, innovations, and good practice. Today, I will be speaking with Chris Houston about digital innovation and the upcoming request for proposals for the Humanitarian Grand Challenge. Chris, welcome to our podcast. Maybe you'd like to introduce yourself and your organization.
1: Hi, my name is Chris Houston. I'm the director of the Humanitarian Grand Challenge, Creating Hope in Conflict. It's a partnership of USAID, DEFID and the Dutch Ministry of Foreign Affairs, supported by Grand Challenges Canada.
0: Thank you for joining us. Okay, so first question. Humanitarian needs are already at their highest level in decades, but the current pandemic is causing them to soar further. In light of physical distancing and the need for large-scale COVID-19 response, we're looking specifically at digital innovations for support. How are you seeing COVID-19 impacting the requirements and funding of humanitarian innovations?
1: It's a big question. Thank you for asking it. I think there's two things I would want to say to- to this immediately. One would be that COVID is at the front of our minds right now in the humanitarian system. We have to ask ourselves if it is eclipsing the existing emergencies, the people who are hungry, uh, who have no money for tomorrow, the people who have chronic disease. I think it's important that we respond to COVID, of course, it's the biggest emergency on our doorstep, but, but it's on top of many other emergencies. And I think it's important that we don't forget those emergencies as well. I think of Syrians uh, just now who are faced with multiple layers of emergency and COVID is just one of many. So there's a risk of COVID eclipsing and neglecting or causing us to neglect other emergencies. And that's something we need to make sure we avoid. The other issue, as you spoke about, the travel restrictions, which is, of course, very important in a system that is very reliant on outsiders to control the humanitarian system and and i think that should force us to reflect on on the appropriateness of that and the push that we have all agreed to for localization that i don't think has really been met i think of the grand bargain which most large donors signed up to to say that 25 percent of the funding we go to local organizations that's not been realized it's actually more like 0.4 percent and so i think covid is forcing us to think about the degree to which we over rely on international staff and international organizations and the gaps in local people being in charge and now local people have access and and some international people do not and that might be forcing some change and i don't know i don't know if that's good or bad probably both because the change shouldn't have been forced it should have come because it was the right thing to do but maybe it's forcing us to think again
0: Thank you very much, Chris. Talking about um, strengthening local leadership and local solutions, I know this is uh, particularly important for Grand Challenges Canada. Could you please share a little bit more about your funding strategy to support those local solutions?
1: We, at the humanitarian Grand Challenge, which is a, a partnership of USAID, DFID, and the Dutch Ministry of Foreign Affairs, supported by Grand Challenges Canada, we, we favor funding local innovators they will understand the problems the best they will understand how to navigate the solutions the best there's a role for outsiders there's a role there's a role for international agencies but when you see our request for proposals next month in which we ask for people to submit their ideas for funding you will see us be very clear about that that priority will be given to funding local Led solutions
0: thank you and speaking about sort of specific funding, uh you mentioned that um you're, you will be inviting proposals for the humanitarian grant challenge program later this month this month means september uh, twenty twenty if anybody's listening to the recording of this podcast interview, would you like to share a little bit more about this opportunity with our audience
1: I'd love to thats that's, that's the main reason I wanted to speak to you today is in order to tell people that. There is a funding opportunity that's about to go live. If you have an idea to improve the humanitarian system, if, like me, you think the humanitarian system is deeply flawed and you have ways to make it better, if you have ways to get water and sanitation improvements, healthcare products and services, systems... And when I say health, I I just want to say the full range of healthcare products and services, whether it's mental health, whether it's non-communicable disease whether it's vaccinations it's all included um if you you have ways to get people energy if you have ways to get people life-saving information whether it's internet connectivity or or specific information then tell us we're focused on helping people in conflict zones but we want to hear from you if you have an idea and every year people submit their ideas and we choose the best ones and we give them money to turn those ideas into a reality so if you've got a new idea something that's unproven but you think might shake up the humanitarian system you can apply to us and get up to a quarter of a million canadian dollars to turn it into a new reality if you have an idea that's been proven to work you can get up to a million canadian dollars in order to scale that idea up so sign up for our website get the notification read the request for proposals give us your ideas and we will give a quarter of a million dollars to people with new ideas and million dollar awards to people with proven ideas
0: Thank you. Now, you mentioned already, if you have an innovation that's proven. So my, my final question to you is possibly a very difficult one, but uh, I'd like us to have a go at it anyway. So in your experience, how does the successful digital innovation for the humanitarian community look like? So maybe in terms of, as you said, proven or scaling up or measuring impact?
1: Well, would you like me to give you some examples? Or would you like me to speak in more general terms? Probably. Probably I'll go with some examples. And and they all look different, by the way. If, if we knew what the answers look like, we wouldn't need to run a humanitarian innovation platform. The the idea of my job is to keep an open mind about what solutions might come in front of us. The The easy answer is take a look at our website because all the things that we fund are on there. So go to humanitariangrandchallenge.org and then click on innovations and you'll see some brilliant ideas. But I'll just mention a, a few of them. Let's take HALA Systems who use... Acoustic sensors and artificial intelligence to predict where attack aircraft are going to strike in northwest Syria, and they send notifications to hospitals and to civilians, letting them know of an incoming airstrike. That reduces mortality by 20% in some instances, up to 28% in other instances. There is a digital innovation that changes things. Nuru Energy, who provide affordable electricity to people in the Kivu's region, of DR Congo, mostly solar powered, mini grid affordable energy, um locally led solution there that is fantastic. Humanitarian open street maps who provide open source mapping to people who are not on Google Maps. Um, I think of field ready who show people how to make and repair the humanitarian goods that are needed in, in emergencies that reduces the need for importing supplies and how much that costs how much money we spend uh, the carbon footprint of, of of all these airplanes and cargo ships um how beautiful it is to make it locally Th- these are all examples to talk about the requirements for scaling and measuring impact would, would would mean your podcast would probably go to about an hour's length and I think we might lose listeners quite quickly so so i would I would say for for the details um reader RFP and I'll stop answering that question here.
0: Thank you very much Chris. <laughs> that is certainly a wide array of uh, different innovations and yeah, certainly of interest to our audience and we're very excited to see what you will receive in terms of new applications and who will be the new grantees um of the humanitarian grant challenge.
1: Thank you very much. I'm excited myself that the highlight of our year is is hearing all of these brilliant ideas and just just to say to you, you know Every grant that we put out, and we put about over 50 grants out so far, you know, some a quarter of a million, some a million. They they all get their funding because they applied through this RFP. So if you, if you like, I often have done, are sitting somewhere thinking, this system is not good, we could make this better, I have an idea to make this better, um, then here's your chance to, to get a quarter of a million or a million dollars to turn that idea into reality. And and we always talk about the money because that's what catches the, the headlines. I also want to say that, that we give all sorts of support to innovators, um, our partners, uh, World Food Programme, Innovation Accelerator in, in Germany, Brink. In the uk they 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 both help us to, to help the innovators to give them the best chance of success we're not just giving you an envelope of money but we'll be working with you for, for two years and, and bringing you into a network of other humanitarian innovators we, we i was gonna say we used to meet in real life and um, that's not really happening in COVID. but but we, we we meet digitally all the time and we all help each other so so it's a really nice community feeling uh, of people who want to make this world a better place so thanks Sonia for the chance to to talk about this and anybody listening, then check out our website, www.humanitariangrandchallenge.org You can sign up for the mailing list there and you'll get notification when the RFP comes out later in September 2020. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Carissa. Uh, exciting to hear that this is also a very sustainable approach, um, supporting the different organisations globally. And um, I like that you're highlighting the community aspect as well, um, which we certainly need <laughs> at any time, but certainly more now as we are yeah, less able to meet in person.
1: Yep, strong agreement for me. Thanks. When anybody has any questions, you can let us know. The email address is, is info at humanitariangrandchallenge.org.
0: And thank you all out there for tuning in. More information about our upcoming podcasts and webinars can be found on our website, ict4dconference.org. Hope you will join us again next week.